Thanks for tuning in to Ask Simply Mary right here on Spotify as we go through the greatest guitar solos in history today on Ask Simply Mary. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ask Simply Mary today, and this is a special episode right here on Spotify, and we are going to highlight the best guitar solos ever. Uh, so let's start this off with some Keith Richards with Sympathy for the Devil 1968 from the Rolling Stones. It started as sort of a folk song with acoustics and ended up as kind of a mad samba with me playing bass and overdubbing the guitar later, says Richards. He also goes on to say, That's why I don't like to go into the studio with all the songs worked out and planned beforehand, because you can write the songs, but you've got to give the band something to use its imagination on as well. That can make a very ordinary song come alive into something totally different. You can write down the notes being played, but you can't put down the X factor. So important in rock and roll, which is the field. And that is from Keith Richards. Coming up next here with Sympathy for the Devil, you're also going to hear from Ted Nugent and Steely Dan, right here on Spotify. Okay, we just went over three awesome guitar solos. Sympathy for the Devil, the Rolling Stones, Keith Richards, we talked a little bit about that. Stranglehold, Ted Nugent, everything that man does has this like monstrous, ah, huge thing about it. Um, and then we have Reeling in the Years, Staley Dan. Okay, now, I get to play one of my own songs here and talk about it because <laughs> I'm not a guitarist. I really wish I was. When I went into the studio with the song Trouble, it was this choppy bar chord pattern with a capo on the guitar and the band trying to figure out what key I'm in. You know, <laughs> as with all my songs, they had so much trouble with that. And I, I apologize to all of them, very much so. But the song Trouble, the original guitarist of the band who was doing all of my lead work when we were on stage was Ryan McWilliams. And he had laid down some solo work on other things on the album and was supposed to do that song, but we just couldn't come up with anything solid. And so we had to turn to another band member, my bassist at the time, Sean Andre. And so I was transitioning from a brand new bass player into a bass player who's now in the studio, from having my lead guitar player who I'm used to on stage, and now we have to put in a solo. So, you know, I was so amazed because when Sean Andre got um, hooked up, lined in, and ready to do this solo and I believe I don't think it was even his guitar I think he was doing it on Ryan's maybe maybe we came back down in with his but he plugged in and it was one take I mean seriously come on this man deserves recognition for the musicianship that he can emit from any instrument any key He's never off, ever. <laughs> and it was amazing to watch him in the studio because Sean Andre would be playing and he'd have headphones on while he's tracking, but yet humming something totally different and perfectly on time, perfect note for note, dead on, nothing out of time. 
If you can handle my singing, then you have to just listen to the song to hear his guitar playing because this song, my stats right now are going up very rapidly and I took down my singles and left my album up so now somehow people have to find it again but um, I really regret taking down the singles but you know it is on the album the song is called Trouble it's a fun song but it's an amazing guitar solo and this is why everyone loves this song so I am gonna throw it on here next for you and you can enjoy the musical abilities of a guitarist you may not even know Sean Andre, right here on Spotify. We're back, and we're highlighting the best guitar solos ever in no specific order right here on Spotify. Next up, we're going to be taking a look at Pearl Jam. They released an album in 1991 with the song Alive on it. And Mike McCready does the solo, and this is such a short story for you <laughs> because, and I quote, Mike McCready says, basically, I copied Ace Frehley's solo from She, which of course was copied from Robbie Krieger's solo in The Doors 5 to 1. So long story short, there it is for you, Mike McCready. And next up, we also have some Rage Against the Machine and Deep Purple. So stay tuned, and we'll be up next with some more of the greatest guitar solos ever right here on Spotify. In 1983, a smart gambling man would have bet the house on ZZ Top's imminent doom. After all, it wasn't the best of times for good and greasy Texas blues and boogie music. Then the little old band from Texas surprised everyone with Eliminator, a brilliant merger of Roadhouse Blues and synthesizer swells and looped beats. The album quickly became their biggest hit ever, spurred in large part by the irresistible Sharp Dressed Band. That song and the whole album really embraced the simplicity of blues and techno music with the complex challenge of how to blend them together, says Billy Gibbons. If you zero in on the middle solo, you will find a slide guitar part played in open E tuning on a Fender Esquire and sudden shift halfway through the solo to standard Spanish electric tuning played on my good old Les Paul, Pearly Gates. Both were played through a Marshall Plexi 100-watt head with two angled cabinets with Celestion 25-watt greenbacks. Up next, you're going to hear Sharp Dressed Man from our wonderful Billy Gibbons. He's so talented. And also, we're going to hear a little bit from Eric Clapton and the Sultans of Swing. Dire Straits, up next on Spotify. Thanks for sticking with me as we are going through the best guitar solos in history. Up next, we have Mr. Crowley, Randy Rhodes, 1981, Ozzy Osbourne on the Blizzard of Oz. Randy says, I'd have to say that Mr. Crowley is my most memorable solo. I had spent hours trying to figure out a solo for the song, but wasn't getting anywhere. I finally put something down. Then Ozzy came in and said, it's crap. Everything you're playing is crap. He told me to get in there and just play how I felt. He made me really nervous, so I just played anything. When I came back to listen to it, he said it was great, and I had to agree. Up next, Mr. Crowley, Jimi Hendrix, and Stevie Ray Vaughan on Spotify.
Thanks for sticking with me right here on Spotify as we go through the greatest guitar solos ever. And we are up to the year 1977 when Kiss released Alive 2, the song Shock Me. Ace Frehley was the guitar player here, and he says, I basically did the same solo every night on that tour, with minor alterations, so I had it kind of planned out when I did it the night we recorded it for Alive 2, says Ace Frehley. But if you listen carefully to the Shock Me solo, you can hear me make a mistake about two-thirds of the way through. Instead of tapping a B at the 19th fret of the high E string, I accidentally hit the A sharp note at the 18th fret. That's definitely a wrong note for the scale I'm using. We could have fixed it in the mix, but I said to Eddie Kramer, the Alive 2 producer, screw it, leave it in. The run sounds cool, so who cares? Let it rock and roll. It's rock and roll. I'm sorry, that was a quote. It's rock and roll. <laughs> so up next, you're gonna hear Shock Me with Ace Frehley debuting his uh, accidental A sharp there, and also some Guns N' Roses and maybe some Queen coming up next on Spotify. And you're back. And so am I, right here on Spotify with the greatest guitar solos ever in history. We are going to talk a little bit about the 1984 release of Black Star by Ingve Malmsteen. He says, I've been playing that song or variations of it since I was a teenager in Sweden. Ingve Malmsteen recently told his fan club, I used to play really long, uninterrupted improvisions when I played local shows in Stockholm back then, and it developed from that. I didn't sit down and actually write out the notes for it. When I'm feeling inspired, the music just flows out of me. It's in my head and my ears and flows out of my fingers. Black Star flew through Malmsteen's fingers on his solo debut album, recorded in 1984 at Rockshire Studios in Anaheim, California. With the guitarist producing as well as playing bass and, of course, all guitar parts, we recorded all the basic tracks and then Ingve had to go on the road with Alcatraz, recalls keyboardist Jens jo Johansson. Sorry, I don't know how to talk today. <laughs> keyboardist Jens. Is it Jens? Johansson? I don't know how to say Swedish names like that because sometimes a J is supposed to be silent, right? <sighs> Hens. Johansson. No, it's Jens, I think. Jens Johansson. He flew in here and there to do overdubs. There are probably three guitar tracks on Black Star, and I remember watching Ingve do them and being blown away at how he could have effortlessly synchronized the vibrato if he was overdubbing a harmony. It all happened pretty fast on Black Star, especially he knew what he wanted it to sound like, and he got it. That next, and also some Bulls on Parade and Stairway to Heaven, right here on The Greatest Guitar Solos Ever, on Spotify. Simply Mary here with the best guitar solos ever on Spotify. Right now, we're coming up on the year 1996. The Man, Dimebag Daryl. The Band, Pantera. The Song, Floods. That particular solo was thought out in a more orchestrated fashion than some of the others I play where I just start ripping right off the bat, says Dimebag. The thing that really makes the flood solo come across like it does is bassist Rex's playing behind it. He's using his fingers 
and he plays a whole bunch of cool licks and shit in there. He definitely adds to the vibe and feel of my lead because I'm playing off his part a lot. It was a great foundation for me to build on, man, says Dimebag. Now, to fatten up the sound of the catchy arpeggiated theme that fills the first eight bars of his lead, Daryl doubled that part. I picked up the idea of doubling from Randy Rhodes. It seemed appropriate to start off in a slow, melodic fashion and then build and build and build to the climax with the big harmonic squeals at the end. For that last big note, I think there's four guitars going on. There's a squeal at the second fret of the G string, a squeal at the fifth fret of the G string, and then I use a Digitech whammy pedal on two string squeals at the harmonics at the fourth and twelfth frets of the G and B strings, I believe. That was one of those deals where I didn't plan it out, I just sat there and effed with it until it sounded right. And so that's Dimebag's story. And I guess we're all going to be sticking to that as we take a listen to Floods. And up next, you're going to hear a little bit from maybe some Pink Floyd and Chuck Berry right here on Spotify. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us as we go through the greatest guitar solos in history. And let me tell you why this is a little bit important, because if we don't take the time to look back on other artists and their successes, then we cannot create our own. So as a musician, um, I get asked a lot on my Quora feed um, through the website and the questions. How can I improve on this? How can I improve on that? How can I improve my vocals? How can I improve my playing? You know, the obvious answer is practice. Practice makes perfect. Repetitive things come, become habits. So the more you play something, the better at it you are. And then eventually it's just a habit and you're playing it like nothing. Um, but you also need to take the time to listen Listen to other artists, not just practicing with your fingers and your muscles and maybe your vocal cords or whatever. Sometimes it's good to use your brain and solely concentrate on someone else and their skill set and what they do best. So as we're going through these, and we're going through these great guitar solos, and some people might look at some of these like, that's not great, but it is for other reasons than just the sheer sound of it. It might be the way they laid the track down, you know, but all of this incorporates back to you and your ideas when you come up with new material because now you're like, hey, if that guy did that to get that sound, then I'm going to try this. So you might find yourself um, placing mics in front of speakers for your guitar recording instead of line directing it. You might double up the track and do one in front of the speaker and, and one lined into the guitar. You might use your vocals and have a, a distinct plate in front of the microphone. Um, you know, and you're basing this also off of things you've heard in other songs. You know, so I guess listening to other artists, it's not about you being a big fan and listening to their music on repeat and blah, blah, blah. It's not even about you going out there to perform a, a cover and doing it exactly the same. It's not about that. So take yourself out of all of the technicalities of everything that you know and open up your mind when you're listening to this stuff. Because what I gain when I listen to these guys 
what they have to say about the recording or what they have to say about the writing, the experience of it all. These guys surely are playing from the heart. So, you know, I guess it's all a matter of opening yourself up and letting yourself be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable to ideas. Vulnerable to ideas. That's exactly it. Because a lot of people will close off their mind and they will not open it for another idea because this is how it's supposed to be. And, you know, you cannot be creative with that mindset because if everything is supposed to be a certain way well there's no sense of you creating anything you know I mean at the end of the day that's how I feel about it so I have heard this advice before as a vocalist to listen to other people and I didn't take it when I should have and you know but now I do pay attention to things and I correct my mistakes. So you gaining that awareness just by listening to other people, you can start being like, oh, okay. You know, I can put little inflections here and there. Listen to how he did that, you know, but you still leave yourself open to be creative in your own way. And you will come up with awesome material. And I hope you're really enjoying listening to these songs right here on Spotify. This is a new thing that they're doing with the podcast. So I'm kind of dipping my feet in the water. And I hope this show turns out and gets approved and is playing soon for everyone to listen to. um, Because these songs are really great. And uh, so I have included in the description links to all the songs. The whole playlist is there and you can check all that out on my landing page. You can visit my website at simplymarymusic.com and ask me a question. See if we can get a podcast going with your question answered. And if you have some music, maybe we can even get it on the air if you're streaming on Spotify already. Send me your link, send me a request, and I'll see what I can do to incorporate you into the show. Uh, For now, let's get back to the greatest guitar solos ever, right here on Spotify. Simply Mary here with the best and greatest guitar solos ever. And this is only a portion of the list because there's like thousands of songs, literally. But these ones seem to top everything. Everywhere I'm looking and researching, these songs are coming up constantly. So stick with me here. We only have a few more to go through. Up next, we're going to talk about Aqualung, Jethro Tull released in 1979. Aqualung was a difficult and very tense album to record, but at the end of the day, it was important, says Jethro Tull guitarist Martin Barr. Ian wrote the riff and verses to the song Aqualung, but he felt it needed a new section for the guitar break. I said, why don't we just play the verse chords in halftime for the first part of the solo, and then pick it back up for the rest of the solo. It was a simple solution that really worked. So, while I was playing the solo, which was really going well, Jimmy Page walked into the control room and started waving. I thought, should I wave back and mess up the solo or should I just grin and carry on? Being a professional, to the end, I just grinned. Whew, not me. Honey, if I was in there and Jimmy Page walked in and started waving, oh my gosh, I think the chair would be wet. I mean, seriously. But these guys knew each other, I'm sure. So, up next, you're going to hear this song, Aqualung, by Jethro Tull. 
1979 release, and also some Nirvana, and hey, Paranoid Android, Radiohead, up next on Spotify. Thank you so much for sticking with me as we go through the greatest guitar solos in history on Ask Simply Mary today right here on Spotify. And next up, this is where we're going to wrap it up with While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Eric Clapton was called in to record on The Beatles, The Beatles' White Album in 1968. When we actually started recording this, it was just me playing the acoustic guitar and singing it, and nobody was interested, recalls the song's author, George Harrison. Well, Ringo probably was, but John and Paul weren't. When I went home that night, I was really disappointed because I thought, well, this is really quite a good song. It's not as if it's crap. And the next day, I happened to drive back into London with Eric Clapton, and I suddenly said, why don't you come play on this track? And he said, oh, I couldn't do that. The others wouldn't like it. But I finally said, well, damn, it's my song, and I'd like you to come down. So he did. And everybody was good as gold because he was there. I sang it with the acoustic guitar with Paul on piano and Eric and Ringo. Later, Paul overdubbed bass. Then we listened back to it and Eric said, Ah, there's a problem though. It's not Beatles-y enough. <laughs> so we put the song through the ADT, called the Automatic Double Tracker, to wobble it a bit. And, you know, there it is. Uh, that's the story from George Harrison and Eric Clapton. And the song is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And I'll be gently weeping as I go away and we wrap up this episode because I won't be back until tomorrow or later. <laughs> Thank you so much for staying with me right here on Ask Simply Mary on Spotify. Spotify.